Whoever you are, we welcome you. Wherever you come from, we welcome you. Whomever you love, we welcome you. My name is Lisa Teal. I'm a lay ministry candidate for this church. I am joined today by the Reverend Stephen Protzman, our new settled minister. Also joined today by Hale Walker, music director, along with our very own Peace Choir, and by Colleen Teeley, acting religious education director, and all of you. As Unitarian Universalists, we light a flame within a chalice as a symbol of sanctuary and safety to unite us in our worship, to remind us of our ongoing search for the light of truth. May its light show us this day beauty, vision, and joy. And may this flame be a beacon of hope and love that burns brightly to guide us on our journey. to see what he could see. When I was a child, I hated the song. It frustrated me. I couldn't stand the not knowing. Well, what did he see? What is it? What's the answer? After 20 plus years of a committed meditation practice, I finally come to appreciate that song and sentiment. The invitation to see and experience something completely new the idea of creating space and openness 
in order to truly listen and receive. Indeed, the bear went over the mountain just to see what he could see. Let us be like the bear and see what we can see. Come, let us worship together and commence this journey of community, curiosity, possibility. Each week as we gather together, we covenant with one another. We make a promise to travel together toward the lives we seek to lead. In that spirit, would you join me now in the words for our covenant, which are in your order of service? Love is the spirit of this church and service its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in love, and to help one another. And as we're being seated, let's have the young and the young at heart come up. Bring your bags and your backpacks with you. It's okay. If you don't have your bag, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. You'll have a chance to pretend you have your bag with you, we promise. So we carry bags of all kinds with us throughout the week for lots of reasons. Some of us take books and homework to school. Some of us bring our lunches to school or to work. Some of us have a wallet or a purse we take with us. Some of us take computers and other supplies to the places where we work. Some kids carry overnight bags from one parent's house to their other parent's house and back again. Some people bring things like books or yarn and knitting needles to places where they might need to wait patiently. And some people even have special bags for their dogs and other animals. So are your bags already full of things? Yes, no? (laughs) Do you imagine that it might get full one day, that that bag might be really full? Yeah, maybe. Well, we have a special blessing, but we're going to add some things to your bag, but don't worry, they won't take up any weight and they won't take up any room. Would you like to have some of our congregations love to take with you to school or to work or on your travels? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Let's yes. do that. If you, feel, <laughs> if you feel love here on Sundays, wouldn't you like to know that our love is with you every other day of the week too? Yeah. I think so. that'd be pretty cool. So we're going to do that. Grown-ups, listen up. <laughs> Let's bundle up some love. Where are you hiding your love? Is it in your pockets, in your purse? Let's see you find it. Bundle it up in your hands for me. Okay. Let's make a soft pillow of love. And let's just gently toss it towards these kids' bags. Yeah, so you guys want to open up your bags, yeah, your open real up bags, your, bags. your imaginary bags? I forgot to tell you to open up the bags. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Now let's add something else. Sometimes we get nervous when we go to school or we have something important to do at work or at school or there's a test coming up and sometimes we we wish that we felt a little bit braver, right? So I think it would be nice if all the grown-ups in the room could find some bravery in their pockets. Come on. Bundle it up. Open up your bags, everyone. Open up your bags because they're going to toss some bravery into your bags. You ready? One, two, three. Toss that bravery. Did you feel it? What do you think we should put in your bags? Onion rings. (laughs) Yum. Faith. I heard faith and ice cream. So let's find faith and ice cream in our pocket. Bundle it up. All right, here comes the faith and the ice cream. Are you ready? Open up those bags. One, two, three, toss. 
All right, friends. So your bag might not look any different right now or feel any different, but the next time you use your bag, I hope that you all remember that we've added blessings to them. And we want to add one more thing for you to remind you that our love is with you and that this congregation cares about what happens to you at school or work. We've got a small charm for you. Colleen, tell us about the charms. Okay, friends. First, I want you to stand up and turn around. I want you to look out at all of these grown-ups in this room. They all have your back. They are your community. They care about you, and they love you, and they wish you love on this journey back to school. Sometimes, though, it's hard to... We need to see something or touch something to be reminded of that love. So we have charms for your backpacks. And on these charms are beads, and those beads represent the seven principles that bring us together as a community. I'm glad you're not, you didn't lose this. You're not going to lose this one. We put extra clasps on them this year. <laughs> you're also going to find a key on your charm. And that key, what do keys do? They open things. They unlock things. So when you feel stuck or you feel like you can't get through a door because you're nervous or you need to feel some courage or you need that extra boost of love, pull out your magic key. Touch your magic key and unlock that door and walk through. Okay? Yeah. (laughs) So we have a blessing for you as we give you charms. Even when you are away from this church, know that you carry our love with you wherever you go. May you feel curiosity all your days. May your imagination catch fire. May you find that courage in your bag when you need it. May your heart be filled with strength and tenderness. May confusion lead to better questions. May you feel compassion toward those around you and they towards you. May you feel heard and seen. May you hear and see others. May you speak up for those who are not heard, who are not seen. Know that here you will always have a spiritual home and that together we are stronger when you share what you learn. Go with our blessing and return to share with us what you learn, okay? Okay. Now we're going to pass, pass charms us back out. To Cheryl. Miss Cheryl and Miss Sandy are going to pass charms. As we remain in this space, I would like to share with you a Buddhist prayer for beginning a journey. Let us vow to bear witness to the wholeness of life, realizing the completeness of each and everything. Embracing our differences, I shall know myself as you and you as myself. May we serve each other for all of our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to open ourselves to the abundance of life freely giving and receiving. I shall care for you, for the trees and stars as treasures of my very own. May we be grateful for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to forgive all hurt caused by ourselves and others, and to never condone hurtful ways. Being responsible for my actions, I shall free myself and you. Will you free me too? 
May we be kind for all our days, here, there, and everywhere. Let us vow to remember that all that appears will disappear. In the midst of uncertainty, I shall so love. Here, now, I call to you. Let us together live the great peace that we are. May we give no fear for all of our days, here, there, and everywhere. Traveling on this road together, moving from one moment to another, we are pilgrims, wanderers, bards of hope and troubadours of change, and we travel not alone. Won't you come and join me by the window? Won't you come and sit by my side? Let's enjoy each other's company. Let's share our stories, be open to connection, and experience the wonder and the beauty that keeps on passing by. traveling this road together. Oh, this musical journey. Oh, this sacred journey. Oh, this spiritual journey. How blessed we are to spend this time together. Sitting, singing, laughing, harmonizing, praying, sharing, breathing, listening, exploring, weeping, and soaring, moving from one moment to another. Let's build a fire to guide us through this life.
gathered by the love that surrounds us, grounds us, and abides within us, we now answer the call to lift up the spirit and sing. People of faith, inspired by the collective wisdom among us, moved by the faith that fills us in subtle and mysterious ways, we open ourselves. Here we are, traveling on this road together. Let us sing now, together. words are from Victoria Safford. It's an excerpt from her book, Walking Toward Morning. You know, we do it every day. Every morning we go out blinking into the glare of our freedom, into the wilderness of our work and the world, making maps as we go, looking for signs that we're on the right path. And on some good days, we walk right out of our oppressions, those things that press us down from the outside or just as often from the inside. We shake off the shackles of fear, prejudice, timidity, closed-mindedness, selfishness, self-righteousness, and claim our freedom outright, terrifying as it is, our freedom to be human and humane. Every morning, every day, we leave our houses not knowing if it will be the last time, and we decide what we'll take with us, how much integrity, how much truth-telling, how much compassion, in case somebody along the way may need some, how much arrogance, how much anger, how much humor, how much willingness to change or be changed, to grow and to be grown how much faith and hope, how much love and gratitude. You pack these with your lunch and medications, your date book, your papers. Every day we gather what we think we'll need, pick up what we love and all that we so far believe, put on our history, shoulder our experience and memory, take inventory of our blessings, and we start walking toward morning. And this is a poem called Preparing for a Hike by John Mercer. Consider the season in the spring, pack sandals for water crossings. In the fall, a space blanket for the unplanned night out. Consider the route, imagine your way through the good route and also the other route, the less preferred, the one you'll need when the first proves impassable. Consider what to carry in your head. Don't listen to sappy music before setting off. The sappier the music, the more you will resent your own brain. 
Don't worry about what to do with your head. Your head won't work after some hours on the trail. Consider what you'll pass through. Know your trees, your ferns, your mushrooms, your wildflowers, both the garish and the shy. Know the birds by their calls and distinguish the chickadee from the white-throated sparrow. Mind the oven bird. Take joy in the winter wren, your most tireless companion. And be ready with the first step to give up control and let the journey unfold on its own, as it most certainly will. Let its accidents become opportunities. Let its challenges become triumphs. Let it enter your heart and inhabit you. Let it sanctify you. Let you and the journey and nature be one, as you most certainly are. Okay, everyone, time to get on the road. I don't want to go. This trip is so stupid. You said you had a great time last year. Well, I lied. It wasn't any fun at all. I'm hungry. I'm bored. Have a snack and play games on your tablet. I already did. I don't want to. I have to go to the bathroom. We just stopped 10 minutes ago. Why didn't you go then? I didn't have to go then. I have to go now. Dad. Mike's bugging me. No, I'm not. Ow, he hit me. Don't make me stop this car. Are we there yet? Almost. Nailed it, didn't we? <laughs> I see some heads shaking with, yeah, been there, done that. Maybe if you had an adventure this summer, you've been thinking of things that happened along the way. The GPS and its crisp English voice telling you that you've driven past the only exit for the next 100 miles. Or getting totally lost, which can be a good thing if you discover something you might have otherwise missed. Or arriving at your destination and discovering you forgot something. Nothing like getting to your favorite campsite and realizing you have no tent. Or like me, you overpack. You might just need that winter coat and gloves and snow boots in the desert in August. And in spite of travel plans, hotel reservations, packing lists, GPS and convenience stores along the way, the adventure unfolds as it will. If we're seasoned travelers, we're able to adapt, to be flexible, and enjoy what happens along the way rather than being too focused on getting there. This is true for Unitarian Universalism, too. Our faith has frequently been described as one of embracing the journey rather than the destination. While there are stopping points on the way, we don't ever really arrive because there are always, as our fourth principle reminds us, new understandings and new possibilities ready to be discovered in our lifelong search for truth and meaning. Our spiritual work is to make the road our home and equip ourselves for this lifelong adventure in spite of the voices in our heads that will sometimes say, I don't want to, and of course, are we there yet? As this congregation continues on its journey today, I am so excited to be here and to accompany you as we travel toward a future that is unknown, 
a future we're going to create together as partners in ministry. It's exciting and a bit daunting. This journey we've set out on will have many moments of joy and achievement, and at times it will test us and call for strengths and creativity we didn't know we had. What do we need for our adventures, our struggles, the surprises, the losses, the mystery awaiting us? What do we have in our spiritual backpacks to sustain us along the way, both individually and as a congregation? In the first reading, Victoria Safford tells us, we choose what we take with us. We choose how much integrity, how much truth-telling, compassion, how much humor, how much willingness to change or be changed, how much faith and hope, how much love. Along with what Victoria names, the first thing to pack, if it isn't already a staple for you as a seasoned traveler, is a spiritual practice. A devotional life, an intimate relationship with the holy, however you may name and understand that, will sustain you. It will give you strength and hope for whatever may lie ahead. A regular and intentional spiritual life can help you shake off the shackles of guilt, resentment, prejudice, or self-righteousness. It can give you the strength you need to face the times of struggle, sorrow, and loss. A good spiritual life can also help you break the chains of addiction, an abusive relationship, or an unfulfilling job, anything that prevents us from living more fully. With a regular spiritual practice, you will find the integrity, the compassion, the humor, the grace that will make the journey easier and be a source of strength and hope for your fellow travelers. My colleague, the Reverend Kendall Gibbons, recommends packing a few more things, including curiosity, generosity, and wisdom. Be sure to pack lots of curiosity. Curiosity invites us to open ourselves to the surprises the discoveries, the wonder that come when we let go of expectations and to be fully present to whatever we may encounter along the road. The goal here is not a stamp in your passport, simply getting from here to there, but really living along the way, learning and growing. Also good to have in your backpack is the spirit of generosity, which includes the willingness to help and be helped. Keep your generosity handy for you never know when a fellow traveler will need something you can provide. A map, an outstretched hand, a few words of encouragement, a compassionate ear to listen, and of course chocolates. Might make the day bearable for someone or even save a life. Generosity is one of the qualities of a mature spiritual life and it lightens our load because it invites us to let go of selfishness, greed, and entitlement, all of which are heavy burdens to carry. And although we are each on our own unique journey, we are on this road together. There will be times when you need help, when life just happens, whether it's because of something no one could have predicted or planned for, or you just did something dumb. We all do. We live in a culture that emphasizes being self-sufficient and individual. It doesn't encourage us to admit that we need help, let alone ask for it. But there is no avoiding these moments. Learning to be gracious and accept help when needed is a gift we can give in return because others, others find joy in giving of themselves. Bring your wisdom. Bring your wisdom. It won't be enough for the entire journey, 
but it will guide you through times of uncertainty and questioning. Wisdom will also be tested, and as experience affirms and adds to what we know to be true, wisdom will become more and more a trusted friend. Pack plenty of gratitude. There will be so many opportunities to say thank you, whether it's to a companion for their help or to life for the many blessings we receive on our journey every day. The regular practice of gratitude can bring humility, which prevents us from believing we're more competent when we are or taking a turn down a road that brings disaster. And finally, don't forget your stories and some songs to remind you of who you are and what in life is meaningful. Victoria Safford also writes, bring your stories with you, memories and dreams of the narrative you want to live into. Carry your imagination and your self-worth and your dignity. And after a long day on the road, what's the better thing to do than to gather around the fire to tell one another stories and to sing together? Songs don't add weight or take up any space, yet they're powerful. They can ease a hurting heart and re-energize us when we're weary. Kendall says, any song will do, even irrelevant or silly ones. But consider also songs that actually express something about what matters to you or what you believe in. She says that songs reinforce our values at a level beyond our conscious mind. That is why we have a tradition of hymns preserved from the past in our movement. There are, of course, many other kinds of songs that do this as well. But the songs that see you through the most challenging moments are the ones that you carry in your heart. And these can never be lost or taken away from you. As our journey continues, there are also things we drag with us through life. Baggage, that it is time to jettison, to leave by the roadside. Things that take up space and don't help us along our way. I've already mentioned guilt, resentment, greed, entitlement, and selfishness. In the second reading, John Mercer tells us, and be ready with the first step to give up control and to let the journey unfold on its own as it most certainly will. I love to think I'm in control, even though life proves more, otherwise more frequently than I care to admit. Anyone in with me on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wanting to be in control means we're trying to anticipate and be prepared for anything and everything that could possibly happen, which is impossible. Packing for every potential situation makes for a very heavy backpack and it'll make our journey slower and much more uncomfortable. Leave fear behind as much as you can and as often as you can. This is not to say that fear is not useful. There's healthy fear, which is an ally. It'll inform you of real dangers as they come into view. The fear we want to leave behind is the kind that stops us in our tracks when we try to take a meaningful risk or a change. Unhealthy fear. It can hold us back as individuals and as a spiritual community because it whispers in our ear that the world is just too dangerous for us to try something new or to make a change. Who knows what could happen? And finally, as Kendall advises, leave the inflated ego behind. She says an inflated ego is like trying to squeeze a feather mattress in with the rest of your gear. It's not only difficult, but you'll look ridiculous in the process. 
She goes on to say, after all, you can't know everything or be good at everything. You can only bring your willingness to learn and to discover both your true strengths as well as your inadequacies along the way. And someone will always be bounding ahead of you on the path, making you feel like a plodding klutz. And every so often, there will be a fellow traveler behind you having an even harder time. So here we are, an improbable caravan of wanderers, worshipers, lovers of leaving, a people embracing the journey rather than the destination. There was a cartoon in the San Francisco Chronicle that showed a family crossing the Sahara Desert on camels. The father's on the first camel with his rugs and bags, the mother's behind him on the next camel, and then there are smaller camels behind them with the three children. There's the last child is a little girl, and she and her father are having quite the conversation. And finally, the father looks back and shouts to her, stop asking if we're there yet. We're nomads for crying out loud. (laughs) And we, my friends, are all spiritual nomads on the journey of a lifetime. We are a people together because we have freely chosen to be part of this adventure, trusting one another and the two fundamental truths of love and oneness that are the heart of our Unitarian Universalist faith. And while what we have in our spiritual backpacks and what we can leave behind as we continue to grow and become our fullest selves is important, the real blessing we have for this journey is one another. Each of us with our unique gifts and selves to share, each of us committed to making this journey as easy as possible by caring for one another, shouldering one another's burdens, sharing what we have, and traveling with joy and hope together. In the days and the months and years to come, as the adventure we begin today continues, may we be able to say to one another, I'm so glad you're along on this journey. Let's sing together and have fun. I'd be glad to help you with that. Let me share what I have with you. This is new, but I'm willing to try it. Thank you. Look at all the beauty around us. Wow, what a great adventure. And let's make of this time stories worth telling to those who come after us. May it be so, and in the spirit of love that guides us on our way, it is together that we can make it so. Amen. Two tests of the spiritual life are the capacity to give and the capacity to receive. This congregation, the UU Church of Kent, thrives because each of you so generously give of your time, your talents and gifts, and your financial resources. Thank you. In the spirit of gratitude for the gift of one another in this community, knowing that generosity brings joy, we now give and receive the offering as a sign of our shared commitment to the life and work of this congregation and beyond. Will the ushers please come forward? I'm going to do something, start a new tradition this morning. As our service comes to a close, would you join me now in the words for extinguishing the chalice, which you'll find in your order of service. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. May we carry these in our hearts and minds 
until we are together again. And now, my fellow travelers, as our shared journey continues, grateful for the many blessings we have, trusting in the love that sustains us, and filled with joy in the company of one another, let us go out into the world to inspire love, seek justice, and grow in community. Blessed be, may it be so, and amen. <laughs>